Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday to you all. Summer is just not giving up its hold on us here with just really in, in intense heat and humidity right now. I uh, hope you're getting out and somehow getting your runs in. Uh, it's been difficult for sure. The weather was not so bad over the weekend in Eugene, Oregon for the annual Prefontaine Classic. That was a Diamond League event. Um, some phenomenal performances um, you saw Courtney Frerick set an American record in finishing second in the 3000 steeplechase, a race that was won by Nora Gerudo of Kenya. Well, maybe you didn't see it because it wasn't on NBC, but Frerick's uh, ran 857.77, so she continues her hot streak after um, meddling in the uh, Olympic Games uh, steeplechase. But the one thing that I noticed about the, these races, at least with the featured races on NBC, were the were the blowouts and uh, a lot of uh, easy wins here. You had Athing Mo in the women's 800, uh, Faith Kip Yegon of Kenya in the 1500. That was even more dominant. Uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen um, setting a national record for Norway in the Bowerman Mile. And even in the 400 hurdles, Dalila Muhammad had an had a easy cruise to a victory. So just a lot of dominant performances. And, of course, the, you know, the women's 100 uh, nearly setting a world record there. Um, so there was just a, a lot of uh, non-competitive races. Uh, there was a, 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 an Iowa resident who was uh, competing um, at the pre, at the pre-classic over the weekend. And it was uh, former Iowa um, All-American uh, Eric Sawinski, who was uh, doing the pacing work for a couple races. Uh, on Friday, he paced the first 800 meters of the men's mile, uh, which was not the Bowerman Mile, just called the men's mile. That was on Friday, and then on uh, Saturday, he paced the first 400 of the men's 800. And that was a Diamond League race, and that was a race won by Marco Ayrop of Canada in 144.51. David Monty of Race Results Weekly um, put out on Twitter, yeah, probably close to a couple months ago, that um, he is the new, Sawinski is the new pacer for these Diamond League races. And I kind of felt sad because I was like, hey, you know, it's too bad that he's gone into this pacing duties now and not actually competing for wins. Um, but he isn't completely done racing. That's the good news. He will be in action tomorrow in Budapest at a World Athletics Continental Tour a bronze event. Um, he'll be uh, running against a um, group of uh, mostly European athletes in the men's 800. So that's Tuesday that he will be competing there um, in Hungary. And I'll have results from Eric's race next week on that. Um, <clears throat> the New York City Marathon has announced its elite field and you've got 
well, before I start on, on this, I wanted to mention what's on the program. Um, I've got uh, Abby Caldwell, uh, our, our uh, now uh, normal com- contributor, a regular contributor to the, to the uh, program. She'll be coming on later uh, on, very soon, actually, for a segment. We'll, we'll talk about Iowa State's camp. And um, it started, well, as I speak here, it was last Monday. It started last Monday. They had to do um, a bunch of um, mandated um, uh, things with the NCAA before they had to get started on uh, working out. But Gabby goes into a lot of interesting things about kind of the interaction between the teammates and um, what kind of uh, workouts that the athletes did and how they were individually tailored. So something you definitely want to keep listening for. I'll have Abby's segment on. This was taped on Friday. I want to mention that it was uh, taped three days ago. So this was at the tail end of their first week of camp. And of course, cross-country camps are are going uh, great guns right now. Everybody getting ready for the fall cross-country season. And it's coming up shortly, at least uh, for, well, for everybody, really. High, high schoolers are even, I'm starting to see some high school meets even. But for the big colleges, um, really starts in earnest on September 3rd. But back to a few uh, news events here. Uh, the New York City Marathon announced its elite field for the 50th running of the event on November 7th. And um, you've got Kenenisa Bekele, who will make his debut. Uh, that's crazy that he hasn't ever uh, <laughs> ran in New York City, but he's a 16-time world champion, four-time Olympic medalist. You'd have to say now that Bekele is not the greatest marathoner of all time after Elliot Kipchoge sealed that title, uh, <laughs> winning the gold medal in Tokyo in the marathon and, of course, setting the world record and not having been beaten in about eight years, uh, once or twice, and then, uh, and then of course, running that phenomenal sub-two-hour marathon that was not certified uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, but uh, nevertheless, a good field. Abdi Nagay, who won the silver medal in Tokyo in the Olympic marathon, also is going to be in the field, but uh, the the relevant thing for this show is that former Ottumwa High and University of Iowa star Kevin Lewis is going to be running in the marathon, making his debut in New York City. Um, Kevin has a marathon best of 2.12.02. This one I had kind of forgotten that he had done this. Um, this was on the you know, run in the marathon project on December 20th of 2020 um, in Arizona. That was, of course, when they had, you know, they, they put together this field, uh, this race for elites who hadn't really raced, and, and Kevin ran a, a phenomenal 2.12.02 effort there out in Arizona. So so he'll be trying his hand at uh, another marathon here. Um, this will only be his second, uh, the first being the U.S. Olympic trials in Atlanta. Um uh, in February of 2020, the last day of February, actually. So that's the New York City Marathon. We'll be uh, watching Kevin on the ESPN broadcast. Uh, we do have schedules out now for uh, the Drake and Northern Iowa cross-country teams. And um, also the Missouri Valley um, had their preseason coaches poll 
And Drake is supposed to do very well, especially the men. The men are picked number two in the uh, in the poll behind preseason favorite Bradley. Um, Bradley's kind of in the dominant program um, here. But uh, with Adam Fogg, uh, uh, who was the NBC runner-up and an All-American, as well as uh, Isaac Baston, who um, was an All-American uh, on the track as well during the NCAA championships, um, they're going to be a, a strong one-two punch for the for the Bulldogs in the Valley. Uh, you and I men are ranked only seventh um, for the uh, for the Missouri Valley Conference Championships, which this year going to be in Normal, Illinois, on October 29th. Um, no, the, on the women's side, uh, neither team from Iowa is expected to uh, contend for the title. Drake women are seen as the highest team. They're picked fourth, and they're going to have a good group coming back. Um, NBC Freshman of the Year Brooke Mullins and junior Ashley Siegel um, are going to be leading that team. They also have um, sophomores Anastasia, Anastasia Kirilov, um coming back as well. But they're picked uh, fourth in the Valley, and UNI is fifth, is picked to, to finish fifth. <clears throat> so that's kind of the way the Valley is looking there. Um, as far as, let's go into Drake's schedule. Um, the, both teams, both UNI and Drake, are opening at the Hawkeye Invite in Iowa City on, a, on September 3rd. So so all four uh, Division I college teams are going to be at the Hawkeye Invite. And then Drake goes to the John Kurt Fall Invite. They're going to have a split squad uh, on September 4th. Uh, the non-varsity runners are probably going to run in Waverly, I assume. So that's the Kurt in invite. So they'll be taking on some of the Division Three programs there. And then um, on September 17th is the Redbird invite in Normal. Uh, taking a look at the uh, NBC course. That's a pretty smart move there on uh, Blake Bolden's part to, to run in Normal, get to get a view of it since they don't usually run on that course. That's not one of the uh, main primary meets every fall. Um, then it's on to the Gans Creek Classic in Columbia. A good chance to run against some SEC schools, including Missouri, the host Tigers. Then it's October 15th at the Bradley Pink Classic. That's kind of been a traditional race for Drake to run in. That will be on October 15th. That all leads up to the NBC Championships as I said, in Normal, Illinois. And then you've got the NCAA Midwest. Um, that's hosted by Iowa City on November 12th, um, hosted by Iowa in Iowa City, and then the NCAA Championships, Tallahassee, eight days later on November 20th, if they're so lucky to get somebody there. But I imagine that uh, Fogg and Baston have, have, a, have a pretty good shot of getting to na the national championships. Um, you and I veers off a little bit. Uh, I think there's something wrong with this schedule because after they go to Iowa on September 3rd, then they list Iowa State on the 10th, but Iowa State is not hosting a meet on the 10th. So that has to be a mistake. There has to be something wrong with that schedule. Maybe they got the football game wrong. I, I don't know. <laughs> they squeezed in a football game there. I, I'm not sure. Um, but I do know they are going to the Roy Griak Invitational on September 24th. So good chance for the Panthers to run against some, some big-time competition. 
Then it's a big break until the Pink Classic in Bradley uh, on the 15th of October. So both Iowa schools will be racing there. And then the and then this schedule is the same. You got Valley on the 29th and Normal. Iowa City uh, for the NCAA uh, Midwest Regionals on the 12th. And then the NCAA Championships on the 20th. So that puts a finish to the college schedules for the big four Iowa uh, colleges. Um, got a couple more. I've, I've been on this uh, um, Run Ablaze Iowa uh, and Running Wild Elite um, teams and adding athletes. It's been a it's been a busy time uh, as more athletes are announced. And Eli Miller, who I've mentioned in the results for Running Wild Elite, but now it's official that he's on the team. They they put out a. Uh, a press release on Instagram, and he's a former Benton Community High School and Central College runner. Um, he's really done well um, since moving um, to Iowa City. Um, his PRs have been dropped at 4:22 for the road mile. That's that's good. 15:17 uh, for the 5K, 31:54 for the 10K, and then 8:44 for the 3K. So Eli Miller is a new runner, and then. Morgan Misecki, um, who is a former Pleasant Valley High School and St. Ambrose runner. She is also on the Running Wild team. She was an NAIA national qualifier in cross country and the marathon for St. Ambrose. Um, and um, she's run 39.45 for 10K, as well as 19.15 for the, for the 5K. So that's that's a couple new running wild elite athletes that have joined. Um, and while I'm on Run Ablaze, uh, Cal Murdoch has produced his final um, his final uh, Run Ablaze Iowa newsletter. Uh, it came out um, last week, <coughs> and um, he's stepping away from um, leading the team. Uh, Tyson Wheeland is going to be taking over the club duties for that um but cal is interested in doing a kind of a historical uh on the roads in iowa um newsletter i guess you could call it um it'll be a monthly newsletter if there's enough interest um he needs at least a hundred people to respond um if they do want to continue to have his um his emails, which which are very historical based, but um, he says it's going to also feature have features on current and past fast Iowans, um, Iowa race history, and more um, results from Iowa's most competitive races. So um, it's going to have uh, definitely a historical twist to it. But uh, but again, if you really want to, you can um, email him, and I've got that email actually. It's Cal Murdoch, C-A-L-M-U-R-D-O-C-K, at earthlink.net. That's C-A-L-M-U-R-D-O-C-K, at earthlink.net. He does have he does have a big mailing list, so I imagine everybody who listened to this, or most everybody, uh, already does sign up for that newsletter. Joining me now to talk cross-country and Iowa State is correspondent to the program and former Waverly Shell Rock star and all-Big 12 athlete, Abby Caldwell. Hello, Abby. Hi. How are things going with you? Things are good. I just got moved out here in Colorado, so I'm 
running at altitude. I'm at like 8,000 feet. So it's been an adjustment, but it's been good. Yeah. Very different than Iowa. There are elk in my front yard every morning. Yeah. I just get deer. So I I don't get the the big, the big mooses or anything like that. We have a lot of deer, Um, as you well know, um, being from um, Waverly. Um, So um, I guess we got a lot to uh, talk about here. Um, First of all, I know that you ran during the same time period as Frank Hayes. He's back with the track and field program. Yes, Um, I saw that. That was kind of out of left field, uh, signing him. Um, They must have had a good connection. It must have been amicable the way the split was. after he left after his freshman year. Yeah, I actually was pretty good friends with Frank and um, he, I actually talked to him earlier this summer and um, he told me that he had always loved Jeremy and loved the way that he coached and everything, but Iowa State wasn't the right fit at the time. And then, but he did say that he loved it. And then once it was announced that he was coming here, I wasn't actually super surprised because he had only good things to say about Jeremy and, the way he coaches and the program. And I know that, so Lopem on our team, um, who also goes by Alex um, Lamong, he uh, went to Ohio State and he was really good friends with Frank. So um, I think it's like a good, it'll be a good, he'll be, he'll contribute a lot to Iowa State, so. Oh yeah, well he's an all big 12, uh, excuse me, big 10 performer uh, for Ohio State. Um, so he's got some good credentials. He's running, uh, he's run at nationals, been a, a couple times, uh, an all American second team. So yeah, so he's done well. So he, so he must've wanted to go back to, so to Ohio state cause he's from Sylvania, Ohio. Is that kind of why he left Iowa state? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he, um, I'm not for sure the reason that he left, but I think that probably a little bit that he wanted to be closer to home and, um, maybe the program the older the old program wasn't right for him there um the team that we had it was very we we had a very strict team and everything and um so I think some people want to experience more of the like college life and um, coach Smith expected us to follow the rules and he expected greatness and sometimes like like you, you don't get a totally normal college experience at I running mm-hmm. at Iowa State, which I was fine with because I wanted to run fast. But I, I know that some people leave because they're like, I still want to experience college, you know? Yeah. And I have people no idea want. if that's with Frank. I'm just saying, like in general, like I don't know for sure why he left, but that could be oh, one that- reason. Well, this is an interesting um, uh, direction that we're going down here. So uh, Martin Smith ran a pretty tight ship and he pretty much kept it yeah. under lock, lock and key, huh? Yeah, I'm, I really respected it. Um, I think that I, I came from a family that was very much like, if you're going to do sports in university or whatever, like you, you need to be committed to it and you need to do everything right in order to be the greatest that you can be like there's a time and place for everything and so under coach smith that was very like natural for me to follow and i think a lot of like the people on the team like it 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 was a very tight ship and 
you follow the rules and you do what you need to. And um, I've heard that other schools like would talk about Iowa State like distance running of how strict it was, but mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. true that is. So. <laughs> Word got around, huh? Yeah. 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 So, while we're talking about movement, um, I was talking to Lisa Yule uh, last week and she didn't think Logue was going to be back, but I thought she had another year of eligibility back. Um, what's what's um, the real i have not seen any uh, update on their website either so oh if kaylee's gonna come back if kaylee's racing yeah. this year um yeah. yeah she is yep she'll be back okay. this year i think she's got every okay. season back as well so yeah. that's, that's what i good. thought yeah that's what i thought because the cross-country season whatever you want to call that season last year was uh it basically didn't happen uh yep. eligibility wise yeah so, okay. Well, that clears it up. I thought uh, Kaylee was back. So Yeah, she uh, is. All right. So this week, uh, Iowa State started their camp, um, started on Monday. Um, so what, um, I guess, what kind of, uh, what, what kind of week did they have um, as far as? Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know the exact timeline of when they were able to start official practice or not, because you have to go through a lot of compliance meetings and do all this paperwork in order to be cleared and freshmen have to get their physical. And it's, it's a lot of tedious work that you have to do in order to to be cleared to practice. But I know that compliance meetings, I think we're on Tuesday and um, I've been in touch with some of the girls, mainly Kaylee and just asked what they have been up to. And it seems like a pretty normal camp year, which is good because last year wasn't, as normal with COVID going on. So, um, yeah, uh, basically like in a normal year, we would, um, practice, um, anytime during the day. Uh, usually we do our doubles together and we'd have our lift and everything. And a lot of the time it's, um, just to like have the freshmen be a part of the team before classes start, everybody meet, um, start running together again. And we get to, because we have more time because there's not classes and homework and exams and all the other stuff like we we would drive to Des Moines and we'd run at Big Creek and then we on our way home we'd stop and get lunch or after a workout we'd go get smoothies and sit at the park and then in the evening like we'd have we we definitely have downtime which I think it was what I really loved about the camp is that yes you're together a lot but you you're able to like unwind on your own. So you'd have practice, you'd go to lunch with the team or whatever, and then you'd have a couple hours to do what you needed to do, needed to do, whether that was like take a nap or whatever. And then in the evenings, there's usually like team stuff going on. Um, we'd go out to dinner or we'd have Chipotle at someone's house or whatever and like have a, have a bonfire or um, like this is where we a lot of times – at least once during this camp week, we'd come together and we'd be, be very realistic and, and coach would be there and we'd be like, okay, what, what are we, um, what are we trying to do this year? You yeah. know, like what are our goals? What is realistic? Um, and we come up with a motto usually for our team um, to like, that brings us back together that we can think of during the race, you know? And, um, but yeah. One, that's, for, one for everybody or just one for women, one for men. Just for um, the the women's distance team. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. And so every year we have like a, a motto for the whole year. And um, what was yours last year? 
It was power through. And then the one before that, um, it kind of depends like what's going on as well. Like we had one that was move as one. So when coach Amy first came to Iowa state, we didn't have anyone leave. And so we didn't know what, what the year was going to bring. We didn't know coach Amy very well. Um, we, but we all decided to stay. And so we had the motto move as one, because no matter what we, regardless of who our coach was, regardless of anything, we were going to work together to bring home the big 12 title and to bring home the regional title and make nationals. And so like, that's kind of where they come from. And then, yeah, I like like, that. Yeah. And then the year before the year after that was do it anyway, because um, we had some change in the team. So um, Amanda Vastry is a great, great runner and she decided to transfer, um, which was what was best for her. And um, I respect her decision and everything and still have a lot of love for that girl. Uh, But she decided to leave and that was, she's an integral, she was an integral part of our team. And so, but we decided that regardless of who we had on our team, who was the top seven, who was scoring, we needed to do it, like do it anyway. We needed to go for that title and make nationals and all that stuff. So that's that's kind of where it comes from. Okay. All right. Um, so um, were you expected to be at a high level of training mileage coming in or, were, or was it just kind of uh, still building up? What was the, what was it the kind of depends. It kind of depends um, what you were running in high school. I think at least for the Iowa runners, uh, lots of us don't come in with very high mileage. That's yeah. just, and which I think is great. And so what's really good about Coach Amy is that she um, makes a plan for each person individually. So um, we had, you have people that you have the same mileage as. Like I would, me and Kaylee were very similar with mileage and workouts. And we'd have the same workouts, same paces, same, same doubles, things like that. And so you have your own little group, but so coach Amy will take what you've done this summer and then um, make a plan for you, depending on where you're, where you're at. So um, yeah, I, I don't really know where the girls are at, like the freshmen that are coming in. I don't know what their mileage was or what they're yeah, doing, sure. but um, it's very personalized, which I think is good. I'm someone, I'm an athlete that likes things written out. I don't want to think about the training. I want my coach to do that. So I loved that coach Amy would just hand me a calendar every two weeks with my mileage for the day. So it's, it's kind of interesting because I see on social media, Twitter, everywhere, all these uh, uh, programs are all posting, you know, photos of their practices and everything. And Iowa state's been silent. It's, it's like nothing is going on. It's (laughs) very interesting um, how that hasn't changed a whole lot since Jeremy's taken over. I thought there might be more interaction with with the public, but, but no. I'm not really sure why we do that. Like, I know that um, like at least the girls on the team, we're not super um, social media. Like that's not our main, like we're not, crazy about social media I mean we all post and fun and everything but like um and same with coach Amy like I think we're just like we're pretty low-key just gonna do our work or whatever I'm just like hanging out hang out in the bushes there uh (laughs) 
jump on people at meets. Yeah, you just, yeah, surprise everybody. Yeah. So is this the kind of week where you're like, eh, can I have my eligibility back? This is too much fun. Uh, yeah, it's, there are waves of, and moments where I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. I've been talking to Kaylee quite a bit this yeah. week and um I haven't talked to coach much just because I know I know this week is busy for her too just like getting all the new people in and making sure everybody has everything and it's sure. it's tiring just because you're you're used to like running on your own or you're used to your small group and then all of a sudden you have to you're with the whole team and you're catching up and there's activities so I'm trying to give coach some space but yeah, there are moments where I'm just like, oh, I want to be out there. Like, I was thinking, I was like, on Tuesday or Wednesday, they probably worked out. And I'm like, oh, I want to be working out with Kaylee again. Or, you know, yeah. tomorrow they probably have a long run. I'm like, oh, I want to be long running with them. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. It, it's good. It's good that I've moved on. But I definitely, like, I'm still very much, like, checking up on them and want them to do well and seeing how everyone's doing. So, they're doing a lot of you know they're doing the doubles like you said a lot of high mileage so i mean they're getting after it uh, yeah for sure, because the first meet is right around the corner yeah it's coming up quick um so how much emphasis or lack of emphasis was put on um this first meet of the season which is the hawkeye invitational on september 3rd was it kind of uh downplayed um I mean, we always took it seriously, but we never tapered for it. We, I mean, we wanted to go out there and we wanted to do well, but like, it kind of depends on how people's summer training were, was going. Like, we, I don't know if Kaylee will be running or like, I have no idea. Like in the past, Ka- Kaylee, if she had a longer season, um, summer season, run. she wouldn't, she wouldn't run that meet, but I have no idea what's going on this year. I haven't talked to them about it yet, but, um. Yeah, I mean, like, we obviously want to go out there and we want to do well, but it's not our main, it's not our main focus. We're going to, we train through it. So we'll have a big workout on Tuesday and then race on Friday or whatever it is. And then long run Saturday, you know, so it's, um, it'll be good. It's, I always like that meet though, because it's a great rust buster. You can kind of see where you're at and then it kind of just sets up the whole season then you're like, okay, I have one under my belt. That's not a full cross country race. I think it's like a 4k maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I liked, I always liked doing those early, that early meet. And it's a nice venue too, to run on, you know, they have a nice, uh, a nice, a nice cross country course. Yeah, it is nice. Um, so it's you're you're doing all this team building activities and making friendships and yet is there some sense this dichotomy of okay i i i want to beat this person because i want my spot on the varsity is there is it a strange dichotomy between those two um i think that um there's probably some of that like i think at least for me personally um it was always a little bit nerve wracking coming in for the first workout with the team after a summer block of training, just because yeah. you're like, I don't know where everyone's at. I don't know where I'm at. Cause you've been working out yeah. by yourself, but there's also a sense of like, I hope everyone's been doing their training and I hope everyone's doing really well because I want the team to do well. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there is a little bit of nerves and a little bit like, Oh, I really want to make the team. I really want to make that top seven. 
right? But I don't think our team generally has done really well in the past with um, there's not a lot of drama with it. And obviously, if you don't make the top seven, you're disappointed and you're mad at yourself. But there's not usually a lot of drama involved with it. And I think Did this you... year will be interesting, too, because I feel like in the past couple years, so Coach Amy's first year here, we had a pretty deep team. You know, we we, we were fighting for those that top yeah. seven. But um, then, uh, like, her second and third year, so two years ago and last year, we really didn't have the depth, you know, like it was like we were, we had freshmen, true freshmen running my sixth years, two years ago. And it was like, this is what we have. We have to work with what we have, like what we got. And so, uh, but I think having quite a bit of depth. So it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. You know, I think, I think those freshmen that are, are coming in are solid. I think they could contribute to the team. You know, and then obviously we've got Kayla, Kaylee and um, like Ashley now too, you know, and all that junior class, they're juniors now, like those four girls, they've always been solid. So I think it'll just be really interesting. I think we could be really good and have a lot of depth. So, yeah. And uh, Jeanette, our, our Iowa uh, gal, Jeanette Schraff. Yeah, that's part of the junior class. So, yeah. So she'll, I'm, I'm expecting good things out of her. So, um, so uh, what was it a philosophy for you of coming into the best shape possible going into the camp or, or did you want to have a little wiggle room so that you could uh, like uh, work your way a little bit more into shape and not come in super, super fit? Um, well, coach still did my um, summer training as well. So we'd obviously want to gain fitness throughout the summer. Like we would want to have a lot of time on our feet, but I think naturally you get fitter. Like I trained with Kaylee. And so just naturally like working with someone, um, especially someone as good as Kaylee, like I knew that I would get fitter when I'm around other people, you know, like I would listen to coaches paces all summer and um, for workouts and everything. And then, um, but we knew that we had a long time to go, especially last year with me not racing until, um, with the Iowa state uniform on until March, we had, we had to play it pretty safe. Like we had to realize that I'm on a different timeline than some of these other girls that are trying to run cross country. So, um, sometimes that was difficult because I'd be heavy mileage and working out with girls that were tapering. So like I'd be working out with Kaylee who was tapering for big 12s, yeah. but yeah. I'm at, still at full mileage. But I knew that that was just part of the process. That was what I needed to do. So I don't know, I guess like, yes, you want, you want to know that you've done your training, but also you can't be burnt out. It's a fine line, but yeah. honestly, like coach Jamie, like I had so much trust in coach Amy that whatever she told me to do, I did. And I was also, I had a really good relationship with her where I could tell her like how I'm feeling. I'd be like, Hey, what about this? What about this? And then whatever she said, I was able to just be in a hundred percent with what, whatever her plan was. So this is awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is a great background into, into kind of your relationship with, with, uh, Amy, um, and, um, uh, how well 
how these workouts are, are tailored individually to each person. That's it's, it's very interesting. Uh, was it was it difficult for you um, running in the summers and in, in Waverly, probably by yourself? Is that kind of what you're saying? Is that it's kind of hard to, a little um, bit to train on your own? And, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I always think it's good to go home a little bit of the summer. So um, I think just like having a, at least a couple weeks where you're training just by yourself and you're able to go the paces that you want to go is, is really like very healthy. And so it wasn't too bad, but I actually trained in Ames a lot of the summers oh, and I go okay. home and stuff, but like, um, to going into my sixth year, um, so that's, that's kind of what you're talking about with Kaylee. She was on campus as well. No, she was at home. No, she was at no, home. Okay. But um, like I trained with, yeah, like, um, well, I mean, I'd still train by myself, but there's just more opportunity, more places to train in Ames. You know, like there's more gravel roads and there's, you can go to Des Moines. And I mean, last year was weird because of COVID. So like there was one track open in Seidel. So me and <laughs> Thomas and Gable were, were all going to the track in Seidel. And okay. so it was just, I just Thomas think Pollard that and 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 Gable Sapirda, yeah. Yep. They're talking. Yep. So we wouldn't go like we wouldn't do the same workouts, but like we'd cross each other's paths every once in a while and be like, hey. Right. So yeah. Get in but, the workout. So yeah. So I don't know. I think I don't think that like sometimes people are like, oh, you have to train in Ames. And it's like you don't have to train in Ames. I, I think some people do. And it's like, I don't think it really makes a difference for me. It just like, I usually like, I'd either have, so one summer I, me and Gwen Wright did everything together. We trained mm. all year together and that was one of the best summers, you know? And, yeah. Um, that was all in Ames and it was just nice to have someone to run miles with. And it is, it is going to be better when you have somebody with you for sure. Yeah. But then when I go home, like my sister and my mom, they, they're always biking with me, you know, yeah. like, so I, I feel like we all have good support systems and we're all like, I, I think it, everyone does their training regardless where they are. Like on our team, I don't think that's something we have to worry about. So that's, that's nice. Makes it easy for coach. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, uh, this has just been great stuff. Um, I guess we'll talk to you again after the Hawkeye Invitational. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about after that uh, meet on September third. Have yeah. you back on the on the show to find out what uh, what you can uh, well what your thoughts are after the first meet of the season? Okay, sounds good. Can't wait. Okay, okay. Right. thanks a lot, Debbie. Bye. Now it's on to a very abbreviated results, as most of the runners here, certainly the college teams, are kind of waiting for a cross-country season to begin, but all the individuals uh, on, uh, on the pro teams and pro level are just kind of waiting for the fall racing calendar to begin, so these are truly the dog days of summer racing, and there just wasn't much results-wise, but the Peaks, Pikes Peak Marathon was held on Sunday out in Colorado Springs. Uh, this is a phenomenal uh, <laughs> event, of course, where the, in, in, the, in the marathon you have to go up to the peak and then back down. 
and former Iowa City resident Chris Robertson, who now um, lives in Chicago. Um, he uh, finished in 406.31 to finish ninth overall. Um, and he was seventh in his age group, so that's that's a really good time considering half of the courses. Straight uphill at altitude, very difficult. So ninth overall for Chris. Um, this is a race, by the way. Um, looking at looking into this, researching this, it's the first American marathon to allow female competitors. Um, they allowed uh, females to enter from the beginning in 1956, although I think the first woman who actually competed in it was 1958. So Pikes Peak was definitely a trendsetter there. Um, so Chris ends up ninth, and like I said, he's a former run ablaze athlete from Iowa City. Um, the John Deere 5K in Waterloo... Um, was held on Saturday. It was a blast from the past. Randy Bill, who I haven't seen his name in, in years in results, uh, former run ablaze athlete, he showed up and um, he ended up getting the victory, um, running 16.50 for that 5K. Randy is now 39 years old and he lists Cedar Falls still as his hometown. So Randy was the winner there. Um, the John Deere 5K. And then the 44th annual Watermelon Stampede was held in Muscatine on Saturday. 44 years. That's one of the longest running Iowa races. And Dalton Rice of Davenport was the winner uh, in very brutal conditions. They didn't get the cool morning that we got in central Iowa. It was still very muggy um, over in Davenport, on, uh, over in Muscatine on Saturday. And Dalton Rice, uh, he's 23 years old, was the winner in 35-11. Um, Kristen, Christian Hadel, sorry, 44 years old at Davenport, ran 38-07. And then former Iowa State runner Jonathan Estabrook, who now lives in Muscatine right there, ran in his home race, and he ran 38-20 for third place. I um, He does a lot of uh, duathlons, um, at least in past years he has, but stepping out and doing a road race and finishing third. And then uh, in the 5K race, Nancy Foxen, she's 43 years old, was the women's winner, and 10th overall, she ran 20.02. So that is <laughs> the race results from um, last weekend. But I will have a podcast for sure next Monday. Hope you join me then. Until then, happy running, everyone.